0: Hello I hope you're all well and thanks to those who've listened to my podcast on Norway and Sweden, my travels there. I made the rookie error of putting the segment on repeat. Uh, It's not as long as 30 minutes but I know some of you. Gemma, hi if you're listening. Oh. We're, we're listening to it twice, Um, and sorry for uh, the repetitiveness of that experience. It won't happen again, I hope. Um, but again, like I've said before, if you've got any ideas, anyone you think I could get in to speak to me about uh, various campaigns or issues, then please let me know. I'm hoping to do one on maternity discrimination uh, in the near future uh, with someone who's passionate about that particular topic. Um, But today, I just wanted to talk to you a bit about um cervical screening smear tests it's something that's discussed uh when there is a an awareness day um as with lots of um medical or um awareness raising um experiences we tend to talk about them on the day uh when there's big momentum around it but not uh, the rest of the year and this is an issue that affects women all year round so why not give it uh the respect that it deserves and talk about it uh, now Uh, So yesterday I just joined uh, a Twitter conversation with a journalist and editor called Kate Zavilla, I hope I've said her name correctly, um, where she had tweeted that she'd deleted a certain um, post about um, her views on, on smear tests because I think she got a bit of a backlash about the fact that she'd Um, Been encouraging people to go for a smear test that it was fine, that it was that it was no problem, that it was quick and easy, Uh, but that some women had come back to her and said, well, actually, it can be quite uncomfortable and quite traumatic, Um, especially, for example, if you've been sexually assaulted or if you've recently uh, given birth. I think she appreciated that, uh, as we all do, um, but I think the wider debate that I was engaging with yesterday, and, and as was she and others, was that while we may understand that it may be difficult for some women, we don't want to get to a point in that debate where it actually puts people off uh going uh for a smear test because it's really important uh to stop people from developing cancers down the line and to encourage the take up. Uh we know that the take up isn't uh, as high um as it needs uh, to be. So um I think that's key, really. How do we initiate a public awareness campaign that's going to acknowledge that, yeah, it can be a bit uncomfortable sometimes, but also that it's entirely uh, vital to go down to your GP, get the test done, and so that you can have peace of mind uh, eventually. Um, I've been involved to an extent uh, on this issue uh, because I was on the Petitions Committee A few years ago when um, a girl called Jess Bradford uh, from the South Wales Valleys initiated a a petition on trying to lower the age uh, of cervical screening uh, down to 20 again. It's been recently changed to 25. Um, She... uh, she got cancer when she was 18 and so I understand uh, the passion that she has for wanting to change the system um, but I saw a, a Welsh Government statement recently uh, whereby Vaughan Gething, the health uh, minister, was saying that they are not going to be uh, lowering um, that uh, screening because they find uh, that cervical, scan- cervical cancer um, under 25 is particularly rare and that five women under 25 um, are diagnosed a year, so that's 3 of, of total uh, cervical cancers and that they believe as do the UK uh, body uh, for these these matters uh, they believe that it's not um, something that they want to encourage women to do if they don't need the, the test so at the moment we are where we are but whether it will change back to 20 in the future is, is, is whether the campaigning is successful and I wish everybody luck in that regard so that's where I've Kind of been involved in, in the past in, in following uh, Jess's journey and in following the progress um, of uh, that uh, petition. Uh, but in doing this podcast today, I did some research where I went on uh, Cervical Screening Wales's website and Public Health Wales' website and found out, of course, that um, uh, 25 plus uh, women are asked every uh, 25. Years of age women, I say plus, um, as in 25 years and over, um, every year are asked to go for um, a, a cervical uh, screening. And then if you're age 50 to 64, you're asked to go for a test every five uh, uh, years. Um, on the website, I this could be a small thing, perhaps I'm over-egging it, but the words your choice was used. So uh, cervical screening Wales said going for a test is your choice. Now, I'm not saying that we should be enforcing it to the extent that people should be penalised or um, should be fined for not going for a, for a, a cervical screening test, uh, far from it. But I think there is a debate to be had about the language that we use and whether we could be using uh, language on these websites that we would be different so that we would encourage people to go for screen tests more i don't think perhaps the word choice is something that's useful uh, in in all of this if you agree or disagree um uh, let me know um i did look at some of the statistics um but i won't go into them all now um april 2017 to march uh 2018 um, 76.1% of women aged 25 to 64 were screened with adequate results and at least, uh, w- and they were screened at least once in the last five years and 74% were screened in all uh, health boards and that means that 210,800 women were invited to screen but 140,100 were actually screened and then I looked um, at March 2017 and 77% of women in that age group was screened and then I looked at years previously but that's when the age was 20 years plus and um, 76.4% were screened but again I think it's really hard to compare because that was a different uh, system. So overall coverage has uh, decreased across Wales and that's something uh, we should all be concerned about. And in August 2018, 171 cervical cancers on the Cervical Screening Wales Audit of Cervical Cancers database um, were recorded. So 171 uh, cases. Um, What I found interesting was the peak in the ages were 35 to 34 and then totally a total jump um, in the 70 plus age group, which I found really interesting because, of course, they are the group that are asked to go for tests uh, less uh, often. Then it goes into stats about the types uh, of stages, uh, what stage cancers and and the statistics for that. Public engagement I think is key here really when we're talking about uh, this issue and I was intrigued to read about the screening engagement network that's been set up uh, to recruit members of the public who have interest in improving screening uh, for all. So I looked on the cervical screening website uh, for more information on this. I also looked on the Public Health Wales website for more information on this and all there was basically was a box that you could fill in if you were if you defined yourself as one of these women that could be useful, um, there was no uh, information on who's on the network, who's involved, who was involved, what they're doing, which I think is a big failure, really, because if we do want to encourage women to come forward, then surely if we see these role models, if we see the women from various walks of life who have uh, wanted to get involved in this positive campaign, then that would change our minds uh, significantly. Um the other issue that I engaged a bit about yesterday, and which I found on the Welsh Government website, was the fact that there's going to be a self testing pilot um, in England, in London specifically, uh, in September uh, 29. Um, as 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 is usual, I'm afraid Wales will await uh, the evaluation of that. Uh, i.e., we're not doing our own uh, pilot. Um, we will await that evaluation and then potentially uh, take that on board if uh, the if it's seen to be safe. So this will mean that women can collect a cervical screening sample in their own home, um, and then that would be. Um, that would be okayed um, if the UK National Screening Committee um, recommends it. I find this quite interesting because, of course, even if you haven't been through a traumatic experience um, in your past, going for a smear test uh, to a GP surgery, which is quite... Uh, cold and quite unwelcoming. Sometimes is not something any of us actually want to do. We do it for our own safety. So if we could do it at home and understood how to do it, then I think this would be something really positive. So I'll certainly be um, making sure that I ask the health minister what he's he's doing in in, in respect of this, uh, and looking to see how we can potentially implement it uh, here in Wales to get the levels to get the levels uh, up. I think um, what, what I would really like to see is more public um, awareness in general. Um, apologies if I should have known, um, and I, I guess I should have known as a national politician, uh, but there was a hashtag Love Your Cervic, Cervix social media campaign in March, and I looked through social media today because I found out about it, um, and I'm afraid to say that I only found um, 70 tweets with that hashtag, and not all of them were from Wales, so I, I gathered this was a UK-wide or a Wales and England uh, um, national health service uh, campaign. And while I appreciate that there's probably people in, in in this sector, in fact, there are people in this sector working hard to bring us this research, bring us this work, to do the screenings, to analyse them and to help women who are in uh, these situations. I think it's pretty poor, isn't it, that uh, this campaign which was supposed to be quite high profile didn't wind up being so and that then reiterates my view that we need to be doing um, stuff on this issue all year round not just um, on those days where people are focusing on it when the media are suddenly interested or when they find a case study because you know cervical cancer affects women every day we are going for the tests every day we are getting the letters uh, through the post and we need to know how and why some women find it relatively easy and relatively and complex whereas other women are either finding it very difficult to go and or are not going at all. Um, So I think that's key and also finding ways to target different age groups. As I've told you earlier, uh, the highest points of people uh, getting cervical cancer are in the 35 plus age group and then in the 70 plus age group. Well, you wouldn't target them with the same campaign and you certainly wouldn't see 70 plus year olds uh, on social media doing the hashtag. So, you know, where are we going with this campaign? Are we going into, you know, the Age Connects campaign? events with uh, elderly people in our town halls? Are we going into youth clubs? Uh, Are we going into coffee mornings to talk to people uh, about these issues? I don't think we are because for whatever reason, um, uh, things to do with our sexual organs are are always uh, taboo and we don't talk about them openly enough and we don't talk about our bodies in a way that is normalised in our society without uh, feeling awkward about it. So, I'd welcome your opinions on it because I think it's a really interesting subject. It's something that is uh, part of our everyday lives and something we need to, to talk about in an open and frank way. So there's plenty of issues for me to follow up as well, uh, but I'd welcome your thoughts uh, and feelings.